Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Young, Black, and Bothered Sports Desk, the best damn sports show here on Stereo. I am your boy Q, and for Dak Prescott, it's not your year. Again, for the Dallas Cowboys, it's not your year. Again, for the 28th straight year, it's not your year. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Do we have a lot to talk about in this episode? Um, After two weeks, a week of being off last week, because I was uh, visiting family, visiting my kids uh, down in in South Carolina, which was awesome. Great. um, Great to see them. I'll be back in a I'll be back in about a month or so, uh, hopefully going down for the Super Bowl. Um, But, yeah. We have Lou here. We have Greg here. We have Cashley here. How's it been going, uh, ladies and gentlemen? It's been weird. Um, They're definitely weird. Um, I'm officially announcing my semi-retirement from Sportsbook. I've, I, can, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I, can I love what he said, semi. Yeah. <laughs> I can comfortably say that shit is rigged in the worst way possible. Um, without going on a big monologue about it, nothing that was supposed to happen happened. Like, even the bare minimum. When you know that in, like, your parlays or whatever, you want number one running backs, number one receivers to get 25 yards, the bare minimum, and they can't do it, Some, something's up. Um, I'm not going to say who will get into it, but there's no way that Lou and I had essentially the perfect fucking lineup. And I, when I looked at it, I think it was three people that averaged 50 to 60 yards throughout the year. Couldn't break 22 yards. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, also, this just means people are spending all their money for Super Bowl weekend. If I do come out of semi-retirement, it would be for the Super Bowl. Because the NFL playoffs has proven one thing to me and one thing only. I might have to either go back to regular FanDuel or just stick to fantasy sports. Because... That sportsbook Vegas betting shit, somebody has to fix it. Somebody calls the Buffalo Wild Wings in Vegas and says, you know what? Make sure they don't hit 25 yards. Make sure they don't hit 40 yards. <laughs> I know Lou and I, looked at, we were looking at those parlays like, okay, like something's up here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Um, yeah, but that's you, what I'm you pick like nine, you pick like a nine leg and eight of them easily go over that, that one. Exactly. When I'm looking, I'm seeing, I'm seeing one receiver have 117 yards, but then another one touched the ball once for 17 yards. I'm like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is a lot, especially when they didn't do anything the previous week. So, yeah, no, uh, I have to take a break, at least until the Super Bowl. Um, I don't do NBA, so I absolutely refuse to do NBA parlays. I just did discussion. And every time I pick Luka to score more than 25 points, he ends up scoring 23. So, yeah, never again. <laughs> never again. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, mm. <laughs> oh the adventures of the parlays. Uh, uh, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna talk about mine uh, from a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, screw that. Um, 
Lou, how's it going? Yes. Up and down, up and down over the past. Uh, I missed you guys. I missed you guys a lot, man. Um, since like mid-December, it's just, you know, good stuff going on. And then, you know, my daughter got really, really sick. Then I got really, really sick. And, you know, it's just the all the weather changed. One day it was like 62 degrees here. The next mm-hmm. day it's like 28. So, mm-hmm. uh, doing better now. Thank goodness. Daughter's doing better. Family's doing good. Um, you know, and again, I haven't talked to anybody since before Christmas. So I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas and a great new year. And, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm stoked to get this, uh, get this new year off to a good start, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. And Cashley, how about you? I'm doing good. No, no complaints at all. Um, still doing good at the job. So that's always a good thing. But yeah, definitely ready to talk wrestling. All right. All right. So much going on. <laughs> um, and I'll go ahead and give a little update. There has it's been some changes. Uh, uh, it's been some changes. So I am no longer um, at <clears throat> the job I was at. Um, rather unfortunate, um, but um, a new opportunity is coming. Is coming, um, and um, you know, so I'll be able to. Put a little bit, you know, keep a little bit money, keep a little bit of money in my pocket until uh, I make the big move. Um, and something I've been, something that I've been uh, wanting to do, actually need to do, um, and that is be um, down south full time with my kids. Uh, so I'm hoping that at least the, the timeline that I have in 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 the picture uh, be. Former DC resident by June, by by June, whether it's uh, the beginning of June or the end of June, but I'm hoping by by in four five months I'm gone. So I am, uh, you know, looking at looking at positions in South Carolina, um, you know, <clears throat> scoping out places to live. Uh, so I'm excited about I'm excited about this change. You know, I wish uh, things would have worked out at my previous previous employer, but um, unfortunately, it didn't. So I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. First things first, our wrestling update. I know there's been a lot going on in the in the wrestling world. Uh, so, Cashley, fill us all in. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> well, firstly, I want to say hey to my co-host of the Melanin, Matt Pam. Um, she's currently handling some things, but definitely we've been keeping in close contact. So I just want to say shout out to her. Um, yeah, so on to wrestling, starting off with WWE. I want to say uh, happy Raw 30th to the WWE. They're currently holding their um, 30th anniversary show for Raw, which is their longest-running episodic TV show. So that's awesome. Um, if you saw us in the group chat, we were kind of throwing back memories <laughs> back and forth. So 
I think a lot of us can remember when Raw first debuted. Like, I'm 40. It's been 30 years for them. So, yeah. <laughs> you feel old yet? Anybody feel old yet? Or is it just me? I know I do. Like, <laughs> the fact that what I'm 35 and looking, I'm like, 30? Like, I feel like we just watched, like, the 15th year, like, the 10 year and the 15th right. year. And honestly, right. like, I, I remember the 20. So I'm like, okay, like, okay. 20, like, but 30 went by that quick. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're, we're getting old. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's um, about. Uh, what, what, Luke? I, yeah, no, I was just going to say, um, y'all talking about being old. And uh, I, I'm the oldest member here. So um, I, I remember watching wrestling at black and white TV and shit. So. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> With the, with the rabbit ears and shit. <laughs> so yeah, oh, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit older, but you know, hey, it's it, it's all been good. It does certainly bring back a lot of memories, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also Royal Rumble season, um, and we know what that means. Once the Royal Rumble kicks off, it is officially WrestleMania season. The road to WrestleMania. So um, I guess we can get started um, discussing some of the key matches and perhaps get some predictions from the Royal Rumble. Um, first up, uh, which is the main event, which is the Undisputed Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Um, and for this one, I predict that Roman is going to retain. Uh, what about, what do you guys think? I, I really don't want him to retain at all. Like, Enough's enough. Like God, just stop. Stop the count. Like yeah, here's my thing. I when we know for sure that Cody's coming back um, for the Rumble, so we we already know that. So I think that he's going to be the one to take the title off Roman at maybe a Mania or at the very least a SummerSlam. I'll give him at least a SummerSlam, but uh, I'm with you. Is it? I think as good as the bloodline storyline has been, it's time to, it's got to end somewhere, at least for Roman, at least, you know. Um, But up next, we have the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair uh, facing Alexa Bliss. Um, I see Bianca retaining, um, however it, it could possibly go either way because they're building Alexa Bliss back up and kind of taking her back to her original crazy character. So Mm -hmm. it really could go either way, but I see Bianca retaining this one. Yeah. And then, of course, we have the men and women's Royal Rumble matches. Um, I don't know. I'm not too hyped for the women's Royal Rumble match, but I think the men's match maybe a little bit more interesting. Um, and some of the names we have confirmed so far, uh, Rey Mysterio, Cody Rhodes, of course, Kofi Kingston. So we should check to see what kind of moves he pull out to save himself from being eliminated. <laughs> uh, let's see, Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, Seth freaking Rollins, Austin Theory, Gunther, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omas, Braun Strowman, Barry Corbin, Santos Escobar and Karrion Cross. Um, that, that sounds pretty good for you know who's been confirmed so far. Of course, you throw in a a legend or two 
um, in the mix and uh, it's actually pretty good. So um, haven't been too many confirmed on the women's side. Like I said, I'm not too hyped about that one, but as far as the men, I think it's guaranteed that Cody's going to win that one. So, I, I mean, I really don't see who else out of that list would really pull off that uh, Rumble win. Yeah. Like, the thing is, if Cody comes back and they put him at, like, 29 and he, like, wins or whatever, and then we have to see, like, a promo and shit for a month and a half until Mania, like, I, I think they're going to oversaturate the shit. Um, because it's like, oh, now we know, and it's just gonna be too scripted. It's gonna feel like Vince wrote it. Like, yeah. And it, again, fuck that guy. But well, either way, um, I, I think the best course of action for me when it comes to the men's Royal Rumble, like, let Bray win it. Um, if he even if he even wrestles, I don't even think he's in the like Royal Rumble at all. I don't know that. Yeah, at all. yeah. I don't see him. Yeah, I don't see him in this one. I don't see him on the list at all. Yeah, I I know this is gonna sound crazy. I think he has an injury, and they're just like waiting this shit out by having him on TV. They're like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to do anything. Just like walk out. Like, maybe like a torn ACL or something like that. But mm. when it, when it comes to Royal Rumble, for I hate to say that I, I could care less about either winner, men or women. But I feel like they've treated the women like shit over the past six months to the point where nobody really matters. It's just like, all right, cool. That's just true. give it to Charlotte. It's like just give it to Charlotte. It's like, bro, like not again. Like whatever. And then I feel like they they want to keep a belt on Charlotte as long as possible. So nobody, whoever she ends up fighting, it's not gonna matter. Like they've ruined Ronda Rousey. They honestly they've ruined everybody else that's come back in. And now that Sasha's not coming back, it's like, well, now you're kind of mm-hmm. fucked. I'm sure they were like hedging mm-hmm. their bets on okay, bringing her back in you know, Royal Rumble and, you know, she gets the big pop there and then she instantly wins. Yeah. She goes after Charlotte, but that got ruined. So it's like, now who? But when it comes to the men, if if it's anybody that's going to fight Roman, it won't matter unless they do what I think is going to happen is have Rock come back and have him be like entrant number five or like entrant number like it'll be some like obscure number that nobody would ever think like number five or number like 26 or some shit right and he'll come back he'll have like a big ass pop at mania because i don't think he's not at mania at royal rumble because i haven't seen him at a royal rumble since damn it has it's been over a decade since i've seen him at royal rumble probably longer than that so yeah. If he comes back and he wins and obviously goes against Roman, they like do that little face off. The same shit that happened with uh, John Cena when he was like, "Oh, I came back and won the Royal Rumble, and I'm going to be you know waiting a year and a half to fight the Rock." It's like, does anybody care? So for the women, mm-hmm. I, I guess if I had to pick somebody, it would be Oscar. Like, just let her win it. Yeah, win. I mean, AI. Yeah. Yeah, and I was going to mention her, too. I think she would be uh, the obvious choice if she was coming back. Um, I don't think anyone's really heard from her um, yeah. in a while. I know she's been back in Japan kind of just chilling for a little bit, and I think she's going to revamp her character, though. Um Either that, I don't think, yeah, of course, on um, the Raw Women's Champion, she's not in it, so yeah, the women's side isn't looking too good. <laughs> but um, speaking of Ray White, he does have a match on the Royal Rumble card. Um, he's facing L.A. Knight in a Mountain Dew pitch black match. Um, 
Um, I, I to be honest with y'all, I'm not liking this storyline between these two. Um, I mean, I guess it helped get um L.A. Knight out there to the crowd more, and you know, mm-hmm. helps get him more exposure. But I, I, I'm not liking the the story. I can't I can't get with it. I can't get with this rivalry. Um, so hopefully this will be the last of it. But um. You know, hopefully they'll they'll allow Bray to get back to his Firefly for good because he brought it back briefly on SmackDown. I don't know if everybody saw that. So, yeah, that's pretty much the Royal Rumble card. Um, I, I don't know. It, I, Royal Rumbles don't have that same feel like they used to. Um, and I guess I'm more stuck on the '90s Rumbles. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm so nostalgic right now and. DX is on yeah. Raw right now, so I'm feeling real nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I can't get with today's Rumbles. I, <laughs> yeah, maybe I, the I, Raw Women's Championship and the Men's Rumble. And that's about it for me. Yeah, I, I think them like with this Rumble, everybody that was a free agent that would come back is now either signed to AEW, so you know they're not coming over. Um, they right. recently signed like New Japan or something, so it's like, yeah, they definitely are coming. Or like, alternatively, it's just like, would we care uh, for the women? That's why I said Oscar. Um, it would be a you know a wild thing to see Naomi come back and like win that. I don't know if she's been back at all, but I feel like I haven't seen her and she hasn't been back. So if she does come <laughs> back, that would be that would be a prime opportunity because now, I mean, the girl that she left out with Sasha Banks, she's gone. So it's like, okay, fuck, now yeah. I gotta go back. But she would look, in my personal opinion, kind of like a sucker because it's like, well, you had no choice but to return to us, right? So mm-hmm. unless they, unless they package her really good, like she comes back and she's like the, the queen of the bloodline. But then it's like now y'all are like adding to this bloodline shit that's already run stale. It's like two and a half mm-hmm. years of this shit. Nobody cares anymore. Like right. like y'all are y'all are kind of ruining the brand at this point. Um, so outside of her and Oscar, I don't see anybody else unless they do like. Uh, Big surprise! Like, what was the lady that I keep saying her name and I forget it? Um, she wasn't like she was like the ECW champion at one point. Either that or like TNA. She came over. She was the heavy set like black lady. I forgot what her name was, but she came uh, over like awesome she, was like Karma. Yeah, like she was like was yeah, it Karma yeah, yeah. over here. Karma. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what like organization she's in, but that would be nice to see her come back. But I think she's pretty much done interviews saying she would never return back to the WWE. As yeah. long as Vince is mm-hmm. there, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the men for the Royal Rumble, I I hate to say it, I, I see them giving it to Austin Theory. I don't know if he has a title match at all at Royal Rumble for his belt or if he lost it at all, but if he loses it or if he's lost it, obviously he would be a shoe-in for me. He would be the person that everybody hates. Yeah, he like, lost it. Yeah, so he lost. Okay, so if if he lost it, he's my number one um, right now for the men because Vince is back. Vince is going to want to push him, and who else? They don't have anybody else that's new and upcoming that honestly needs a belt or a title shot. As much as they keep trying to push, you know, Vince's guy, Austin Theory is up next. So I can see him. And you know what? And that's a crazy. That would be a crazy twist. And. I mean, yeah. Austin, Austin Theory, he's cool. I'm not going to take anything away from him. I just don't see WrestleMania main event on this guy. I, I just don't. Not yet. Yeah. Well, the re- the reason why I say that would be a crazy twist. 
The only reason I say that is they have to put a title on somebody, but they also want to like, like add a new face, add a new element. That's like, okay, this mm-hmm. shit is not like the same seven years, right? So, what I'm thinking is you have Austin Theory win, but then you have Roman because if Roman is at Royal Rumble and he loses, right? He mm-hmm. loses. Everybody's like, oh shit, the the belt, you know, goes to somebody, right? And who knows? Like, I would, I would think probably like Brock would interfere, which God forbid that shit happens. Like he interferes in the match, gets his lick back against Roman. Roman loses. And then we get February and March to go through. Come to find out Austin Theory ends up fighting Brock Lesnar or Austin Theory fights whoever's the champion at uh, for any of the belts. Because they would have to strip both belts, right? If Roman loses, right? Mm-hmm. So if Roman yeah, loses, and, I, and I've been hearing talks that they're planning on separating the titles again at some point. I like, even with the Usos, they're gonna have to defend them separately. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's. I know that was a Vince idea, wasn't? I know, that feels like a Vince idea. Just put both the fucking. I believe it was. So. I believe it was. Yeah. I I think for for the best interest, you have the royal you know the royal rumble winner. Um honestly fight for the vacant title and even if Austin Theory doesn't win he's definitely going to be a contender for he's going to be the person that they fight so it'd be like Austin Theory versus the Royal Rumble winner or Austin Theory the Royal uh, Royal Rumble winner versus whoever um wins that little tournament that they do all through February to figure out who's going to fight for the Intercontinental or whatever belt that didn't matter but now it's going to happen for the WWE belt so it's one of those weird years where neither one of the Royal Rumbles like matter. And unless it's going to be somebody like really detrimental to like an injury, then who knows? Uh, but what my prediction is ahead now, this is January and I keep saying Austin theory that is on my mind and I completely forgot about it. Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. Cody, Ro- Cody Rhodes doesn't come back at Royal Rumble. He comes back, and I guess the belt is vacant, right? Austin Theory and him fight for one of those vacant belts. That way they don't have to feed Cody to uh, Roman Reigns. So you have an Austin Theory's versus Cody match. Cody wins, so now he has the belt. Austin Theory's like, all right, cool. He goes and either joins a tag team, or then they have him either fight Roman for another belt, or they give him the Intercontinental belt. And he holds that for a couple of months. And then, like, all right, cool. He's just the Intercontinental Champion. But, yeah. yeah I just got too many ideas in my head. But I just don't want to see <laughs> The Cody versus Roman thing just doesn't feel right. It's like, bro, like, everybody wants to see it. I mean, but I, I, think, I think with the time that they obviously have because of Cody's injury and the fact that he's just not coming back, it's not going to be the proper buildup, and I think that's why it's kind of hard to see it now. Um, but I think once get them to either at, at a mania or at the very least a SummerSlam, and it, I think it'll kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. See, and that that's what I had put in the group chat the other day. I said obvious choice, and that, that's my choice to win the Rumble is is Cody Rhodes. Uh, because they they had the whole build up last year when he came back to uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 
and stuff like that. Got you know injured, and then he's announced his return to the Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just, I just like I, I see the stars aligning. You know, they probably had something for him promised and everything like that, and that's my obvious choices for Cody Rhodes to probably go against Roman at WrestleMania. Mm. But yeah, I that's. Think, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, go I ahead. was just gonna. <laughs> I, I I've thought of a good match, a really really good match they could have at WrestleMania. Uh, and they could hype it up for three months. They could have a uh, like a, a, a three way match between Vince, Shane O'Mac, and Triple H to see who <laughs> controls creative. Oh, I would God. love it. I would love it. <laughs> I would love winner, it. Winner gets creative. <laughs> I think that would cause so many nightmares to so many yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. The fucked up part about it is I could actually see that being like night one, like the main event of some shit. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? What? Like on on fucking Friday night, you were having <laughs> Triple H versus Vince McMahon, if not the main event, the co-main event for WrestleMania to see who's gonna be head of creative. Because you know Vince will probably win and then he comes out on Saturday. With the strut and shit, and we're like, here we go with this fucking guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Please don't let that happen. Please don't let it happen. Wow, wow. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm terrified at the, at that thought loop. Like, <laughs> please do not speak that into existence. <laughs> but yeah, um, pretty much for me, my prediction: Cody Rhodes. Um, I don't want to say it's obvious, but it's pretty obvious, and I I think it'll yeah. be a, a good thing for Mania. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much for WWE. Um, now moving on to uh, New Japan. New Japan has had a great start this year so far, with Wrestle Kingdom seventeen being their highest um, rated, having the highest attendance of any of their Wrestle Kingdoms. So it, it was a great way to kick off 2023. Um, they had a few more events uh, this past weekend. One being uh, the Wrestle Kingdom 17 in, in Yokohama Arena, which was a cheering event. So they were able to hear um, the fans cheering. And this one was a good one because it highlighted two factions from two different promotions. First being Los Ingobernables, they have home representing New Japan, and then Congo representing Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of homework. If you haven't been paying attention, you I have. have to go to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to YouTube and look up both factions. Um, you know, New Japan has clips of LIJ. Noah has clips of Congo, because these are really two great factions. And they really gave them a chance to highlight each member in singles matches. So a member from LIJ met uh, and faced up against a member of Congo. And LIJ pretty much showed that they are the faction of all of Japan, edging them out by three to two. So they won three out of uh, the five matches. So LIJ is the faction of all of, all of Japan. So 
And then also yesterday they had a new beginning in uh, Nagoya. Um, so that was also a really good show. Um, basically the highlight for me on that card was the King of Pro Wrestling match. Um, title holder Shinger Takage faced, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, faced a uh, great Okan for the title. And under the King of Pro Wrestling rules, in case no one's familiar, um, Basically, the title holder and the challenger can get together and they can decide on what the rules are going to be. Um, it could be the best out of three falls. It could be one fall in 60 minutes and whoever will win will become the new title holder. Well, in this case, Great Khan proposed a rule for a mixed martial arts match, uh, which I think was pretty good. I think it was something different than what we'd already seen with the King of Pro Wrestling um, matches so far. But unfortunately, he he lost to Shingo Takagi. Shingo had to go back in his mixed martial arts bag and was able to pull out the ring, uh, pull out the win. Um, there were also lumberjacks on the side of the ring as well as part of the rules. But it was a really good one. But yeah, definitely check out New Japan. They've got a lot of stuff going on, and I think this is going to be their year. Um, so yeah, definitely check them out. Um, and before I end on my wrestling segment, I do want to send condolences to the family of Jay Briscoe from the Briscoe Brothers. Um, arguably one of the greatest tag teams um, that were out today and probably of all time. If you've never seen these guys, definitely go to YouTube, check out their matches. I've had the pleasure of seeing them live quite a few times. And these guys put on a show every single time no matter what no matter who was against um i say if, if anything check out their match against ftr at the last ring of honor um event definitely check that one out but yeah definitely condolences to him and um his condolences to his family unfortunately he passed away earlier last week due to a car accident and his daughters are still in recovery because they were unfortunately in the car with him. So just wanted to send out my condolences. And I'm um, sending them as well. This, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, life, life is short. You got to tre- treasure every single moment. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yes. thank you, Cashley, for that. Yeah. wrestling update um i see there's a lot going on <laughs> especially, yeah especially with um especially with rumble coming and all that good stuff but uh yeah appreciate that so much all right guys and gals <clears throat> this past weekend yesterday saturday was the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And oh, that shit. Boy. Boy. <laughs> Woo. So, 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 so last week, I don't, yeah, fuck it. So last week um, was down, of course, down in South Carolina. And I had to endure. I had to endure, and we're gonna talk. And talk quickly about the the wild card playoffs, or whatever. Just 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 a few highlights or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I had to endure that Dallas Tampa Bay game because I was at 
our boy Joe, Joe's house. And of course, he is an avowed Cowboys fan who's probably still crying in the mirror today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and all this heart was, oh, Dak had a great game. Dak had a great game. He didn't throw interception. He just over. First, okay, first, first and foremost, first and foremost, that Tampa Bay team, that Tampa Bay squad was a shell of itself. Like they had no business, absolutely no business being in the playoffs. They only got they only got in the playoffs because the NFC South was so bad that someone that someone had to win it. That's, Can that's I say something really quick? Go ahead. So I, I had said this, and I, I thought I was going to be right, and I was wrong. I really was hoping that Carolina got into the playoffs instead, like they won a division and ended up going to the playoffs because. That would have changed for me the trajectory of the wild card weekend because Carolina was on a roll towards the end of the year and nobody thought them to be good and everything. I was like, you know what? They're actually kind of they act, they're playing like they want to win instead of going. And, you know, they knew they weren't going to get the top three picks. So it's like, fuck, like, let's win. Right. I, I just I'm really upset that Tampa Bay got in. There has to be some type of structure. I get it. Like every division has to have a winner. We need to change that. Because if your division is going to be like that subpar, we, we need to add another like team to the wild card weekend and exclude you. Because if that's going to happen every year, <laughs> no, think about it. Every year there's going to be a team that's five and nine that like get into the playoffs for doing less than nothing. It's like, bro, like, no, ain't no fucking way. There's no way you should one get into the playoffs. And still be able to win the Super Bowl, but you also, based on seeding, can possibly get a top five pick if you were out. Because Tampa Bay, aren't they still scheduled to be in the top ten for the NFL draft? So it's like No. <clears throat> no. No, I thought I thought that's how that worked. Just even because they made the playoff, they still have a five and nine record, right? So they're still no, they, I mean they, they went they went eight and nine. But eight and because nine. they because they went because they're because they made the playoffs their 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 draft pick, their first round pick is going to be around like number eighteen or nineteen. Well, I, we need to fact check that because I, I don't I don't want them to have a high pick. I really don't. No, they're, they're going to have they have a mid first round pick. That, that's still too high to me. That that's still too fucking high. That they they've had a spoil of riches and enough's enough. They literally had everybody that was like hot from. 2015 to 2018, um, they ended up getting Julio Jones for like pennies. And I get it. He's honestly worth pennies right now. But he also, he's kind of like the, the John Wall of the NFL. He's like, he's going to he's gonna be injured. You just got to accept that. The question is, do you just want to sign him to a contract with hopes that he actually performs? Julio just was bad. Chris Godwin, like, I didn't think he was going to last throughout the season, the way that they used him so much. I was like, oh, somebody's going to pop his ass. And then... <laughs> We ain't going to see him for the rest of the season, right? Mike Evans got bricks for hands. I don't understand why he can't catch the fucking ball. Um, but watching that game, Q, I was like, there's no no team should be that bad and that talented at the same time. I've, I've never I, – I've watched football a lot of years. I've never seen it be that bad to the point where I stopped texting you guys in the group because I was like, I can't watch this shit. It's, it's that bad. And I think the last thing I'll say is – or at least about this, because somebody's going to say, well, Greg, you're a Tom ba- uh, Brady fan. You like him. And I do. My issue isn't with Tom Brady. 
or the Tampa Bay organization. My issue is the coaching. The co- Bruce Arians was right, but when he left, he told them exactly what was going to happen. And nobody listened. It's absolutely the fucking coach's fault. He, he went from, you know, every other organization that he's gotten fired from, he keeps getting fucking chances. And he keeps proving why he should not be a head coach. He shouldn't be an offensive coordinator. He, he should literally be, he should be handing them jackets in the winter when they're cold. He's that fucking bad to me. He's like, hey, you want a jacket? Yes. Like, hand him the fucking jacket. Tampa Bay knew better, and they could have done better with a better coach. But I just I don't want them to prosper anymore. Enough's enough. Trade Mike Evans. Just wash everything. Because Mike Evans has proven now with how many quarterbacks? I think four? As a number one receiver that he can't get it done. I, I really wish people would stop comparing him to the likes of Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, you know, even fucking Debo Samuel. Like, he is now, like, a a B when it comes to receivers. He's not an A receiver to me anymore. People say, oh, he's, you know, four, what was it, like six consecutive years of, like, 1,400-yard seasons? That's great when you bitch about the fact that you didn't catch balls. He's the only player I know that will literally complain in a press conference about him not catching balls. It's like, bro, like you had 17 targets. You caught the ball four times. How the fuck is that possible? It's like, oh, because you have bricks for hands. So Mike Evans, like, good luck with the Jets because that's where you're going. That That's where the fuck you're going. And the Jets are a good team. But he he dropped so many passes over like the past three four weeks of the season too. Yeah, it's like bro, and they, they and were a, right dead in his hands. Yeah, th- there was there was one that hit him right in the chest. And he just let it fall. I was like, okay, so this is what you do. So I'm I'm personally off the Tampa Bay train. Like I wasn't on it to begin with, but then like you know throughout the season, I'm like, you know what? They they had promise. Chris Godwin got back. They were using four net properly, and it's like th- this is it. This is what we get. Tampa Bay, the team that honestly has not changed since they won the Super Bowl. They got better. Talking about like adding people like Chris Godwin, you know, to healthy. Then you, obviously you have Julio. I'm like, oh, they, they have a chance here. I think they're over under at the beginning of the season was what, like 12 wins? <clears throat> yeah. They didn't sniff it. They like didn't it. sniff it. Yep. They didn't sniff it. So, you know, with that being said, my last little statement is this. When it comes to Tom Brady, it it really hurts to know that he went out worse than Drew Brees and every other receiver in his class. He he's, he might have had the worst like final year or almost final year. I feel like he's not going to not come back next season. He can't go out that bad at all. But if he does retire, which I hope he does, it's it's going to be bad. People are like, damn, like Drew Brees at least went out on his shield. You went out to Dallas. And Dallas, and people, I'm telling you, people are going to say, like, the only way, the only reason they want Tom Brady to come back is because they don't want Dallas to be able to say that they beat Tom Brady in his final game. Jerry Jones, they might never win a Super Bowl again, but you know what they're going to say? Well, we retired Tom Brady. I don't want that. Please, Tom Brady, come back for at least one game. Go back to the Patriots, play one game, go out on your show, be like, you know what? I'm going to retire that way. Cam Newton doesn't deserve to lose to Dallas. So Tom Brady doesn't either. So fuck Dallas with every ounce of my soul. 
something about them I hate. I don't know what it is. But the fact that like Tom Brady went out to Dak Prescott, oh my God, I'm shutting up right, to you because right. I'm I'm a, that's right. Do you know how sickening that is? <laughs> do, you, do you know how fucking like angry out? I, I told Q, I was like, yo, this can't be happening right now. This can't. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's the only person that refuses to use his first name and then. Like shortens his middle name. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> he's like, you know what? Uh, Rain Dakota Prescott. Oh my god! Like, he's like, I hate my first name. I also don't really like my middle name. But you know what? Shorten it. Like, what? And then you didn't. He didn't beat Tom Brady. The refs beat Tom Brady. Mike Evans beat Tom Brady. Like, it hurts, bro. It hurts. Because now you got to hear, I, I just don't want Dallas to have anything prosperous happen to them. I don't want anybody to say, hey, we had a losing season, but we beat Tom Brady. Why, why is Dak Prescott still a quarterback, you know, for the Dallas Cowboys? Hey, I understand we lost in the playoffs, but hey, we beat Tom Brady. It's going to be like, what's that movie where he, uh, I forgot what movie it was. It was a Chris Rock movie. And the dude was like, you know, yeah, I'm running for president, this, this, this. And I'm Sharon Stone's cousin. That that <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Like everything he said just like it didn't even matter. He's like, this is why I'm running for city council because you know I'm the right person for the job and I'm Sharon Stone's cousin. That's Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's like, hey, I didn't do anything the week after I beat him, but I beat Tom Brady. I'm like, you know what? No, fuck that. Mm-mm. No, sir. So again. Well, he's got, Dak's, got, Dak's got plenty of time to make those Sleep Master commercials now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he needs to start doing Wrangler commercials because it's over for Dak. It is over. I, I feel like mm-hmm. Jer- Jerry Jones wants to keep Mike McCarthy because he knows he can't find anybody better right now, and Nick Saban's not leaving. So it's like, I, I guess we're stuck with Mike McCarthy. But alternatively... I can see them doing a swap. I can see them doing a swap, which is going to be ridiculous, but I can see it. They swap Dak to Green Bay, and they go get Aaron Rodgers. I can see it. It's, it sounds wild as shit, but why not? I, the contract I match. A, oh, go ahead. I got a hot take. I know. I'm just going to say, I, got a, I just got a hot take. I just thought about this. All right. You, you mentioned Mike McCarthy. Um, that, all right. He, you're, you're exactly right. They're almost like forced to keep him, like for at least another two years or maybe even three. And the same thing is going to happen each year in the playoffs. He finally fires Mike McCarthy, and the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys is going to be Deion Sanders. That's not well. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't necessarily. I see the scenario with Mike McCarthy. I don't see Dion coming to the to the league. He he's already if said he, if, right. But he said that he wants to, he, he doesn't want to coach an NFL. He doesn't want to coach pros. He want to coach college. Right, but say he does that for like three years. He takes him to a bowl game each year. And then you know he. I mean, yeah, all right. The ultimate goal is to win a national championship, but. If he doesn't win a national championship, why wouldn't he consider the NFL? And why not go to the team that made him a star? You know what I'm saying? 
mean, it, it's a it's a it, it's, it's a, long it's, it's a plausible it's a plausible argument. You make a plausible argument. Um, but yeah, Oof, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. <laughs> Not your year again. Okay. Well, I, that's enough about the wild card. That's enough about the wild card. Excuse my loud niece in the background. Um, <clears throat> but let's get to this divisional round. We had some juicy matchups that really wasn't turned out not to be juicy. Um, to start with the first game, we had the Kansas City Chiefs uh, going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars, who had a 27-point comeback in the wild card against the Los Angeles Chargers last week. Uh, they kept it really, really close. Um, and and they kept, they kept it close. They kept it close. Um, Jamal Agnew fumbled in the red zone, um, which cost them points. And then uh, the last drive of the last Jacksonville uh, offensive series, uh, Trevor Lawrence threw, in a, threw a killing interception that practically ended the game. It ended their hopes of taking down Kansas City. We also had in that game, Patrick Mahomes suffered a high ankle sprain. He says that he is definitely going to play in the AFC Championship game, which is now not going to be on a neutral, not going to be in a neutral site. Um, we're going to talk about the Bills in a second. Let me just say Go ahead. They're setting up. A, they're setting up that NFL narrative we're always talking about. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes, I think <clears throat> I think the league wants to give wants to get uh, Kansas City back in the Super Bowl. Um, get Mahomes another ring before Andy Reid retires or whatever. Um, yeah, Mahomes is the darling of the NFL now, and it's not Tom Brady anymore. Um, but. I, I really, I really enjoyed that game. I really enjoyed. I, I actually, I enjoyed watching uh, that game. I think uh, Jacksonville is going to be a tremendous problem for the league. Um, Trevor Lawrence is finally living up to the bill to the what everyone said that he could be. Um, also, help also helps to have a really good coach. Doug Peterson can coach. Doug Peterson can coach. Absolutely. So. Um, I, I'm, you know, Jacksonville's defense is really good. I think they, they need to make a couple of, you know, not wholesale changes, but they need that. They need a couple more additions on defense. Um, I'm <laughs> Jacksonville is going to be a problem for years to come. Mm-hmm. For years to come. Um, Kansas yeah, City, absolutely. Kansas City. Uh, we we know the narrative. There's nothing else to say on that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, going to the second game of the divisional weekend on Saturday, that was the Philadelphia Eagles bleh, against the New York Giants. Um, that wasn't a contest. Nope. Absolutely none. Everyone was high on the Giants because they beat the Vikings, but the, we all know the Vikings are a very flawed team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just look at all the one-score matchups they were in this year and they lucked out and got victories. So we knew that, you know, that hearts of cards was going to fall real soon. Back. Um, another man that can coach, Brian Dayball. I mean, just look what he did with the Giants. The fucking Giants. The New York fucking Giants. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they didn't show it this game. 
Uh, it's like they were stuck on the turnpike instead of being at, uh, at the link. But I, I don't know if you if anyone can make Daniel Jones a serviceable quarterback. Hey, that's coach of the year in my book. Coach of the year in my book. Um, Agreed. Philly, I, I'm. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting NFC NFC Championship game next week because um, Jalen Hurts looked real good, even though he like he was tentative at times uh, with that shoulder injury. But I mean, he ran the offense. He ran Philly's offense efficiently. He didn't make any mistakes. He didn't make any. He didn't call you know cough up the ball or throw an interception. Um, this Philly team. Yeah. What you got? What, what, help me out. One other Go ahead. Um, fuck Philly. So there's that. Um, and not Philly, the the state or the town or whatever you want to call it. Um, my issue with Philly is with every team that is supposed to be like the it team. When they lose, people are going to completely act like we just weren't kissing their ass for being good, as if they weren't losing to really bad teams. Um, Philly has proven this season that they are structured to be a good team. They just make dumbass mistakes when it matters the most. And every game they've lost, the reason why they lost the game is because they made dumbass mistakes when it matters the most. If Philly is up, they won't make stupid mistakes until they meet a team that can't make other mistakes. So when they meet like uh, a Kansas City or if they meet like fucking San Francisco or, you know, whoever they meet going into the Super Bowl or before the Super Bowl, they can't make mistakes. The Giants made mistakes. So the Giants lost that game. They they went into Philly thinking Philly is more than what they are, which is the, the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. A.J. Brown didn't produce in that game. Devontae Smith did. When you look at their run game, like Miles Sanders was underused. So you're like, okay, cool. Boston Scott scoring touchdowns. It's like, okay, so Philly Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth yeah, Gainwell coming out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but people going to make it seem like Philly is like the Kansas City of the NFC. They're not. And I, I really implore people to stop treating Philly as if like they're more than just the best team in the NFC because that's all the fuck it is. When people think about like the fact that they play six games against terrible fucking teams that one still managed to make the you know the playoffs, like, all right, cool. But they lost to Washington, cool. Like whatever. Philly is a they're a really good they're a really good bad team. They're they're good against teams that they're supposed to be good at. But then the, the team that is considered the underdog to them, they lose. Mm-hmm. Or they keep the games close. You can literally get rid of Philly one way. Stop them from running. The moment you stop them from running, they have to force the ball to one or one of three people. And they have three people. They have Dallas Goddard, they got A.J. Brown, and they got Devontae Smith. The issue is their quarterback wants to be every other quarterback that is in the top five quarterbacks. He wants to th- do trick plays, uh, trick plays like Patrick Mahomes. He wants to run like Josh Allen. He wants to run like Lamar Jackson. He wants to scramble like Lamar Jackson. He wants to throw, you know, short slants and shit like uh, like Burrow does. It's like, bro, you can't be all the fucking quarterbacks. You you don't have an identity. In my personal opinion, he doesn't. He's one of those 
good quarterbacks that he's serviceable for what he's serviceable for for this mm-hmm. team and for this scheme. But if something if something happens, which you know I'm not hoping that it happens, I'm not predicting that it happens, but somebody tweaks something, they're they're absolutely done. And again, going with NFL narratives and the scripts that we've seen, every team that either has lost or you know now banged up is still in the playoffs. You got Patrick Mahomes; he just had the injury, right? Then you had uh, Cincinnati. I'm sure you're gonna get to that in a second. They had the you know the fucking injury that looked similar to Patrick Mahomes, right? So they're trying to frame it like, okay, all the other quarterbacks are have these ailing injuries, but here goes you know Jalen Hurts, completely fucking healthy. You know what's gonna happen? Either Miles Sanders is going to go down because he's injury prone. You're going to have AJ Brown tweak something. He might like hurt his ankle, hurt his pinky, or some shit like that. And then you're going to have to deal with Devontae Smith, who is proven, but he's unproven as well. I just I don't believe in Philly. If they make it to the Super Bowl, it will be the the most watched game that people just want to see Philly lose. <laughs> if Miles Sanders does happen to go down, they I, I mean they got Boston Scott. And Kenneth yep. Gainwell, who could easily step in yep. and you know fill that role. So here's the thing: they've been filling the role all season because when Miles Sanders, like when he's averaging three yards a carry, you're like, bro, like, you can't, like, can you just lift your head up when you run? And the answer is no. Miles Sanders runs with his head down. So when he's wondering why he can't get those those yards, that, that's not going to fly when he's going against. San Francisco. That's definitely not going to fly if they end up playing Cincinnati. Like Kansas City is the only the only hope that Philly can win the Super Bowl is if they play Kansas City. But like Q said, they're trying to hurry up and get uh, homeboy that ring. If they get him that second ring, he's like, all right, cool. He doesn't have to win another Super Bowl because he's already solidified himself. Once he solidified himself, oh yeah, every year, yeah, I want to have you know. Burrow versus uh, homeboy in the Super Bowl works for us, but I'm just not hopeful of anything that happens in Philly. Okay, <clears throat> all right, all right. Moving, moving on, moving right along. We're going to the Sunday games in the divisional round, and the first one on Sunday was the Buffalo Bills versus the Cincinnati Bengals. <clears throat> I think we can stop. I think we can stop on a hype for Buffalo. They're they're a good team, but not a great team. They're I, I don't know. I think this game showed me a lot about Buffalo and how they're just not ready for that big stage yet. Maybe it's just because they're in Buffalo. I don't know. Um, I mean, they had. The, they had the NFL's feel good story at the game, Demar Hamlin. Um, thankful to see that he's doing better. He's doing better. Uh, he was at the game. He, he was in the lot. He was. Uh, he visit like last week. He visited the facility, and I, I said in the group chat, Buffalo is going to eviscerate Miami. Like Miami was playing for a rookie quarterback. A seventh round rookie quarterback, their third string quarterback, Skylar Thompson. Um, and they nearly beat Buffalo. This week, DeMar Ham is in the building. He's up in the suite. And I'm like, oh boy, Cincinnati has no chance. 
<laughs> yeah, I was wrong. Cincinnati came in and whooped that ass. To, they held Josh Allen to 10 points. The, the Vaulted Cincinnati defense, who just last year, like they, the defense was okay, but it was a, you know, it was bend, bend, to, bend but don't break. They came in and, and, and broke <laughs> Josh Allen and the Bills. So I asked this question. So we now know, we know that the AFC Championship will be Kansas, uh, Cincinnati going to Arrowhead, um, not to Atlanta. We don't have the neutral. We know, the neutral site game is out because Buffalo lost. Who do you see winning, Kansas City or Cincinnati? Cincinnati easily. Joe Burrow is that dude right now, and Joe Burr, Joe Burr. Is, um, yeah, he, his demeanor, his attitude, everything about him just screams like he's ready for all of it. And I mean, maybe last year was an anomaly. Maybe you know, last year he just really wasn't ready for it. But I, I you could just tell that he's he's ready for it. Well, I think last year, I think last year he had no protection. Like his offensive line sucked. <laughs> offensive line sucked. They were a little better this year, but you, you could just see like the confidence oozing out of him. Exactly. Like, there was yeah. there was one. So in warmups, and I, I don't know, you may have seen this on a Bleacher Report where he was like just throwing a ball. He threw it and then turned around. Like, yeah, I'm that I'm that dude. I'm that dude. <sighs> kind of like the like the uh, the, the uh, Steph Curry of football. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, Greg, who do you have? Cincinnati or Kansas City? Greg? Long, awkward pause. <laughs> um, I, I, will, I will go ahead. I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> fuck the narrative, Cincinnati. Fuck the Mahomes narrative. He'll get his ring next year. Cincinnati. This is I, I with everything you just said, Lou. Um, just yes, it's I think it's it's Bur- it's, it's definitely Burrow time. Um, yeah, I think and they I get, can see I him winning they, multiple ones too. I, like, I yeah. can see him winning two or three if they keep that. If they keep his receiver core intact, I mean, yeah, maybe like you know Tyler Boyd, T Higgins goes somewhere, but him, Jamar Chase, uh, you know. Um, T. Higgins. Like I said, yeah, T. Higgins, you know, it, it, and, and I really like the tight end. Hayden Hurst, he's, uh, he's a beast whenever he gets in the open field. He really is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think since he's going to be, uh, they're going to be running the AFC for a few years. That's my, that's, that's who I think. Here's my take on, here's my take on Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati needs to go ahead and give Burrow just just hand him the brink truck. Like just he, like here. They don't need a situation like Baltimore is going through with RB1. Sorry, that man. Keep him happy. <laughs> uh, he's up for um he's up for an extension on his rookie deal. Let's not fuck around Cincinnati. Give him the bag. Give him the bag. 
Give him the bag. Give him another bag. Give him five more bags. Do whatever you need to do to keep Joe Burrow happy and to keep him in Cincinnati because that is going to just like you said, Lou. If they can keep all their, if they can keep their most important pieces, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, um, Peyton Hurst, Joe Mixon, if they can keep them together. <laughs> There's some there. Cincinnati's going to be a beauty to watch. Oh, all right, and now and now to the main event. Ding ding ding. The Callus. <laughs> Our last game of the divisional round was the Dallas <laughs> them boys versus the San Francisco 49ers. Ah, the title of this show is Nacho Year. And of course, it's that is the show's title because it's not Dallas's year again. We've been preaching the same song for the last for the last 28 years now. We have a team in Dallas that has not seen the, that has not sniffed the Super Bowl. That has not sniffed the Super Bowl in 28 years. Yeah. <laughs> Next year will be 29. But I am just amazed because I I watched uh, you know Greg and I went and watched the game. Um, I'm just amazed by what San Francisco is doing. They're on a 12 game winning streak. Um, 12 game win the streak with a rookie, the last pick in the NFL draft. How about that? Like, what is it? What is it about Brock Purdy that's just like I don't I don't get like no one would expect except like the last, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, to have this much success. Is it coaching? Is it, it is it coaching? Is it Kyle Shanahan? Is it you know the experience he got playing in the big in the Big Ten? I mean the Big Twelve, going up against the likes of Oklahoma. I don't know what is it. <laughs> it it's the same thing. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, it, it's the same thing that certain teams do with rookie quarterbacks. They're not asking him to go out there and win the game for him. San Francisco's got the number one defense in the league. So they're not asking Purdy to do much. They're not asking him to go out and throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. He has, <laughs> but they're not asking him to do that every week. They give him a, a specific game plan against the team. And, mm-hmm. you know, he just goes out there like last week and he has the defense win the game for him. Or, like, like you were saying, it was Dallas, so the interceptions were certainly going to come. <laughs> and that's it. Yes, it, they sure did. Back through two in the first half. <laughs> oh, 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 man, oh, man. So, NFC champion. So, we have the NFC championship game. Not to say Dallas, Lord have mercy, please forgive me. San Francisco versus Philadelphia at the Lake. Who's going to roll records at the the NFC? Uh, dude, it's going to be such a good game. Um, wow, it's so hard for me to pick because I really want to pick San Francisco, but I really think that Philly is going to win. Um. 
I, I know, I know. I, 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 I'm like torn right now. I really am. So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The game goes to overtime. San Francisco wins it on a field goal, twenty-three to twenty. Okay. Um. Can, can I make two predictions? Right. Um. Fuck. I, I'm naturally I'm going with San Francisco. And the score prediction, it's going to be 37 to 31. Those 37 are my two. 31? 37 31. Okay. And did you, okay. did you already make predictions for the AFC game or are you about to do that now? Uh, we, we did, but go ahead and, you can go ahead and give it oh, Okay. All right, cool. So the AFC game, I, I have to have it be. Kansas City. And the reason why it has to be Kansas City is because, again, NFL narratives. Hear me out. I'm going to be real quick. The last Super Bowl that everybody actually, I won't say attended, but the last one that mattered happened pre-pandemic. That happened, what, 2019? And that was Kansas City versus the 49ers. I feel like the Super Bowl is going to be a rematch of that, or it's going to be if you know Philly wins, if Philly wins, Kansas City has to win. Like, there's no way around. That's why I guess the Kansas City game is the later game. And the reason for that is because they're going to spend the next three weeks talking about Andy Reid facing his former team in the Super Bowl. And if he would have won the Super Bowl with Philly's now, like, how do you put it? If Philly's offense was like it was now, would Andy Reid have ever left Philly? So that, that's my wild prediction. I know it's going to be crazy, but it's going to happen. When we talk about the Super Bowl for Super Bowl week, I'm like, listen to how many times they say if it's Kansas City versus the 49ers, it's how much of a rematch it is. It was the Super Bowl before the pandemic when everything was normal and blah, 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 blah. But if it's Kansas City versus Philly, it's going to be all about Andy Reid. It's going to be all about... Oh, facing his former team, they're stacked just like Kansas City. They have the tight end. They have, you know, two capable receivers, even though, in my personal opinion, Kansas City does not have any receivers. Juju is garbage. We can just be crystal clear about that. He's proven he's not a number one receiver. He's had his opportunity. It's like, bro, you're blowing it. Like, (laughs) he's got his ass. But Kansas City versus Philly or Kansas City versus the 49ers. If by some miracle of Christ – uh, Cincinnati ends up winning. The 49ers can't win. It'll be Cincinnati versus the Eagles, Kansas City versus the Eagles, or Kansas City versus the 49ers. But Cincinnati and the 49ers, there's no way they meet in the Super Bowl. It doesn't even make sense. It like logically, it doesn't make sense. Brock, like if it was Jimmy G and Burrow as the quarterbacks, it makes sense. But the the defense can't. Oh, the defense can't hold up San Francisco against the offense that is Cincinnati. I think the 49ers match up with everybody else but Cincinnati. So, I don't know. I, I see, and, and <clears throat> I, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I hope it's not Kansas City and San Francisco. But the only reason I can see it is the number one offense against the number one defense. Yep. That's yep. the only way I could see it. Yep. 
But think about it. That's how it was in 2019. In 2019, it was the same thing. Number one offense. Obviously, they had Tyreek Hill at that at that point. Had Travis Kelsey. Only thing that's changed is Tyreek Hill's gone, right? So it would literally just be a rerun of that Super Bowl. But I, I just I don't see the 49ers and Cincinnati. I, I just can't see the number the number one defense going against what the number two offense in Cincinnati. And the reason why is like it's it's not going to hold up. You know how it works. Somebody on either offense or defense that's important tweaks something, gets injured or something, and then we're just sitting there like, well, damn, that, that changed the whole trajectory of the game. Like, do we all remember 28-3? Like, I remember that vividly. So I, I want the 49ers to ultimately go to the Super Bowl because I feel like if they can get to the Super Bowl, even if they lose, it's like, okay, we need to really start having discussions about, like, what is needed in San Francisco. Like, now you need to go get your quarterback. Um, I think it'll be a great way for them to try to go get Brady. Um, they'll make sure to, to note that Aaron Rodgers made a shitty decision in going back to Carolina, uh, not Carolina, to uh, Green Bay. But it's like, okay, na- na- like now who is going to be the guy? And then there'll be the talks of who's going to be the quarterback in San Francisco now that Jimmy is gone and now that Trey, Lance, uh, Trey Nance is gone. Oh, well, they keep Purdy. And it's like, yeah, you'll keep him, but he'll be kind of like uh, Q's boy in Washington. Like, yeah, he, he's serviceable, but he's not our number one. Like, he's going to stay on the team because the other two guys were, were getting rid of them. But Let me ask you a question, Greg. Yeah. Okay. If, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you, you don't think they say Brock Purdy's our quarterback? I, if they win, possibly. Possibly. It, it'll, it'll be like the, the Philly one where um, Homeboy won it for, yeah, I'm like, oh, great, like, <laughs> Cinderella story, like, last in the pick, like, you know, last pick in the draft, like, yeah, he's <laughs> he's the guy with a Super Bowl ring. He can always hang his hat on that, but then it's like, okay, so now what next season? It's like, oh, yeah, well, he, he got us a Super Bowl, he, can, he has an honorary spot in the 49ers, but we still need a quarterback. He's... He's the next Tom Brady, maybe. You know, Tom and Brady you know, got drafted in the seventh round. Yeah, and honestly, if that happens, I wouldn't be surprised because right, the Forty ers have a spoil of riches. Mm-hmm. They have a absolute spoil of riches. They, how do you go down two quarterbacks and still end up a game away from the Super Bowl? Exactly. <laughs> like it, it doesn't and, happen. And like that. Like, right, it shouldn't, and it's just like I just told Q. That they're not asking him to do much. They're not asking him to win games. So yep. they're just asking him to go out there and just do enough to keep them in the game. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I could see it happening. I, I really, really could. If, if it happens, I would, I'll be surprised. I won't be oh, like, I agree. I'd, I'd be, I'd be like really, really surprised. But I, I would like to see it. Go ahead, go ahead. And I, I was just saying, I would like to see it. And the reason why is, like, if San Francisco can actually get it done, that, that's, that's the main thing for me. San Francisco is the, the team that's, like, always going to almost get there. Like, you, you, you got, you know, you got the driver's seat, you went to the Super Bowl, and then you just didn't get it done. I don't want them to be that team that the Bills were in the 90s with, like, bro, like, every time, oh, yeah. like, y'all just, you're like, damn, like, 
like what's going to happen? Like everybody knows every year, okay, Kansas, you know, Kansas City is an elite team. But then when it comes to the NFC, it's like, you know what? The 49ers are a good team, but they're never picked to be these teams because people aren't threatened by uh, by the 49ers. The 49ers just somehow win games. Like they just win games to get to the Super Bowl or to the conference championship game, right? But if they can finally cross that threshold, regardless of who the fuck their quarterback is, I don't even know who their backup is in Purdy. Like, I don't. I think they're kind of hedging their bets on him. And I'm like, I, I really hope y'all go get a fucking quarterback. Like, I agree. I have no idea who it is either. Yeah, yeah I, I, I really need them to do that. And the reason why is if they don't, they, they fucked. And I don't think anybody's even putting that factor in there. If Purdy goes down or if something happens to Purdy where he tweaks something in the Super Bowl and we're like, yo, who's their quarterback? Like, like who? Actually, I have to look it up. I have to look this shit up now. Um, I'm actually scared to see who the fuck the – who is Brock Purdy's – Backup. I'm I'm scared to, to see who this name is. Josh John oh fuck me. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Um Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Oh my. Yeah. Um, oh my. Yeah. Oh you Yep. Now Ooh, that is, that's a scary thought. Yeah. Can you imagine if Purdy goes down and the Super Bowl is, you're hedging your bets on Josh Johnson. So, just just for reference, Josh Johnson has either played for or been a practice squad member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, New York Jets, Indianapolis Colts, Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, New York Giants, Houston Texans, Las Vegas Raiders, Washington Commanders, Detroit Lions, and the Denver Broncos. You 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 could have just said all the teams except three, but you know all, all the teams but three. So now they said that he's played a total. He's played in a total of thirty nine games. He's completed fifty eight percent of his passes for two thousand two hundred and eighty yards with thirteen touchdowns and sixteen interceptions. He's never been a dual threat guy and only has 78 career rushing attempts for 425 yards and a touchdown, right? Um, yeah, I need them to go find somebody else. <laughs> I need to quickly that or push the Super Bowl up a week because I, I can't trust that. I don't trust that. I'm actually scared for that. Terrified even. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is it. that is it for NFL. I I don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. The report saying that it's all for certain that a trade is going to happen. I don't want to talk. About Who cares? Um, we can talk a little NBA just uh, quickly. Um, so we had a trade today. We had a trade today. It was, um, I guess, a minor, which you would say a minor trade. The, the Lakers traded the Wizards. Got Willie Hachimura um, for Kendrick Nunn and three second round picks. One in 2023, uh, a swap in 28, and a and a, a second round pick in 2029. Does, we all know that the Lakers need to make another move. What's the other move for the Lakers? 
what's the next move for the Lakers? Um, nobody cares. Um, Lakers, in my personal opinion, they next. Next, I, I was going to try to find something positive, but there's nothing positive. Um, just hope that Bronny gets there. Pretty much. I, I, I'm just waiting for Bronny to play with his daddy. Of course, everyone's going to say next move is get rid of Westbrook. Yep. But Westbrook has actually been playing pretty good off the bench lately. Yep. Yep. So. No, no, my, suggestion, my suggestion is you get rid of Anthony Davis. That's what I would. Yep. Thank you. Uh, now, I'm starting to think the same thing, too. Yeah, I mean, it, Anthony it, Davis it, is it, always injured. Never available. Right. Right. So stubborn toe he, he out for six weeks. But what can you honestly get for him, though? Is that's that's the question? Because he's injured all the time. I don't know. That's, that's a good. Exactly. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. But I, I I don't have an answer to. It. I don't have an answer to, it and I don't think the league has an answer for it either. Because like he's just not available. You know, like he's been out how long now? Like five weeks with that fracture in his, uh, with, I don't know if it was in his foot or whatever, raising out five weeks for that. Who knows when he'll be back. So I, 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 I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't have an answer now. to it. Anthony Davis just has to go. It, like everybody keeps talking around the problem, which is Anthony Davis and that money. They keep making, the Lakers keep making these dumbass trades, hoping that like, it's something that's going to supplement them until he comes back. He don't need to come back. Get him off the fucking books. People are like, oh, well, if LeBron leaves, then it was all for nothing. It was all for nothing with Anthony Davis. Fuck, the Pelicans try to tell y'all, this, this man don't want to play ball. Like, he, he wants to play every six games. It don't work that way, bro. You, you signed a multi-million dollar contract to figure out if you can fucking hoop. It, it's, it's really that simple. So the fact that he's not pay, like he's not playing, he's not up to snuff, bro. I, I can't, I can't see me if I'm Genie Bus going and saying, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and give him the opportunity of you know ruining the Lakers even further. People made Russ out to be the problem. It's like no, Russ wasn't the problem. He was trying to supplement AD when you had all three of them, you know, all three of them on the court. AD wasn't doing anything, so Russ is trying to help him. Bron's doing what he needs to do, and 80, I'm sorry, not 80, Russ looked like he was crazy out there because people are like, well, why is he going out getting rebounds and, like, you know, taking crazy-ass shots and stuff like that? It's like, because the, the guy who's supposed to be creating offense for you, you know, down low, ain't doing shit. He, he, he's crying, you know, because he stepped on somebody's foot. I've never seen somebody else cause another injury to themselves by botching something else. So, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of sick of Buddy. I'm really sick of Buddy at this point. So we need to just go ahead and call a thing a thing. It is time for him to figure out where he needs to go. Let let him go to the Clippers 
and you know let them have their their playoff run with 80 until he get injured and then they end up losing to somebody like phoenix or some shit like cool or the, or the pelicans but ad it's best for him to go right now to a playoff contender while the lakers are losing that way it looks good on paper because you're not gonna trade 80 when y'all are winning but y'all ain't gonna win with 80 if the last two seasons haven't proven this shit ad is not y'all guy when y'all won a championship, people are going to be like, oh, well, AD helped. He did not help. If you look at the stats, if you look at everything that happened to Lakers for the bubble chip, he was, he was not the guy. He wasn't the closer. LeBron got them that fucking ring. Uh, I want to call it man. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I'm just sick of hearing the shit, in my personal opinion. So, just, just absolutely. I'm, I'm disgusted. By people acting like Anthony Davis is like he's not the problem at all. He's the person that's just making things better. What has he made things better? Every time he plays, he's a hazard. He's an absolute I, hazard. It, that's it, it's funny, but it's true. It, it's yeah. absolutely true. Anthony Day to Davis. <laughs> every every get, like oh. when you, you you have like I've never like. Watch basketball to the point where it's like, yo, I, I get scared and I cringe up when I see somebody play. I'm like, bro, like, okay, he's he's just like, he's just an injury away. And like, I, I hate that train of thought, but it's like, bro, you can't play like that. Like he he played, he doesn't even play recklessly. He plays with caution that ends up getting him injured. I'm like, how the fuck does that work? He's like that kid from Hey Arnold that always was getting injured. People are like, how the fuck did you get injured? It's him. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm off. The, I've never really been on the Anthony Day to Davis trade, like train at all. It just feels like to me the Lakers have had enough, and they just don't know how to move him. This is how you move him: send his ass to a contender. If they were smart, instead of making the stupid ass trade that they did make, you know what you do? Go get Cal Kuzma back. Give Washington the dude that they think they want. Go get somebody box office in Washington and go get the guy that you keep saying that you regret it trading. He wants to be back in L.A. Anthony Davis wants to be the head of a team, but he don't want to be the head of a team. So go play with somebody who's like, you know what? I'm going to this is my team talking about Bradley Bill. If that's your team, you got him and Anthony Davis. That's a playoff contending team. And he's on an easier conference in the East. When it comes to the West, Anthony Davis has proven he is not built to play on the Western Conference. He's not going to get you past Golden State. He's not going to get you past the Clippers, even as a like, you know, as a teammate of the Lakers. He's not helping the Lakers get past the Lakers. And they want the same fucking team. He can't get out of his own way. Put his ass on the Eastern Conference where it's a little bit easier. He ends up running against people who are just as injured as him. So it won't even matter. And beating him. They're going to be injured for at least 26 games. So cool. Whenever they do play, they probably won't play each other. Great. Go against Boston, who doesn't have a bona fide center. Cool. You might have to go up against Giannis three or four times a year, but guess what? They already better than you. But when it comes to Washington, like you're going to get your money. You want to keep your money and you're in a town that you want to be in. Everybody's going to be happy. Anthony Davis went to LA thinking, oh, LeBron's is going to do everything and I'm going to keep getting these rings. Here's the issue though. <laughs> you're the, you're the wallet right now. Mm-hmm. You, you, you hold all the money and you ain't doing shit. So, <clears throat> 
I, I, you know what I would like to see? I don't know if one of you could look this up or not, but this year, what's the Lakers' record with Anthony Davis and without? And I can almost guarantee you it's better without. Let me let me look. Because they're, they're, the guy they got playing center now, former uh, Washington Wizard, Thomas Bryant, uh-huh. he has been balling. Yep. It says, no, that, that's, this, this can't be true. It says the Los Angeles Lakers have a record of three and six without Anthony Davis. He's been out for like, what, three weeks? Yeah, that's, that's not true, yeah. So, yeah, this that's, can't possibly. Because just about a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago, I thought they were on like a six or seven game winning streak. Yep. I mean, so, the Lakers record without Anthony Davis. I'm sorry, the La- Los Angeles Lakers had a record of 16 and 26 without Anthony Davis and 21, 22. Mm. Let me see. Let me see if I can do 2023. It's, oh, they, they, they are 11 and 11 without Anthony Davis this season. So they're not better. They're not worse. So he, he's, he's okay. not. They're 500. They're 500 yeah. teams without him. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. But they're even worse with him. And here's the thing. They played an easier, like a easier, like slate without him. So, hmm. disgusting behavior, man. Disgusting behavior. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, um, I, 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 that's it for the NBA. I mean, the NBA, you know, we all know the NBA doesn't get interested until after the All-Star break, which is coming up. Uh, uh, voting for the All-Star game ended, I think, Friday. Um, so we'll have the starters, you know, the starters announced soon, probably, probably this week, probably this week. Um, you know, usually, in, uh, the NBA on TNT crew announces that, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah and the NBA is not really interesting until after the, until after the all-star break when the playoff races, uh, really get into, into, into the all-star break and the trade deadline. Trade deadline is February 9th. Um, mm. uh, by then I should care. <laughs> yep. By then yep. I should care. Um, yep. So th- that's about it for that's about it for sports this week. I mean, really not much. I mean, there was some movement in the in the, in the WNBA. Uh, John Crow Jones got traded to New York uh, after she asked for a trade out of Connecticut. Um, I will say this, I. During when I was last week, when I was in uh, Columbia. I did get to go and see um, the number one women's team in the country, South Carolina Gamecocks, was in Dawn's house. Um, South Carolina is really good. Aaliyah Boston is the truth. Aaliyah Boston is mm-hmm. the truth. Um, and it was a packed house, which is suspected. You got the number one team in the country. Dawn Staley is the head coach. Of course, they're going to be packed. But it, it was a, like, it, was, it was a actually it was a really it was a really good game. They played um, Iowa. They played Iowa. Iowa mm-hmm. um, wasn't ranked, but they they only had three losses on the well, until that game. They only had three losses on the season. Um, it was a really good game. It was a really good game. Um, yeah, and that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to our last segment of the show is the awards section. Um, I 
have one this week, and we all know who's going to the top of the show, not show year. The Bill of Rights, you know, you're the fucked up right award goes to Dak to Rain Dakota Prescott Mm-mm. for ending the Cowboy season once again. Yes, sir. Once again. Love it. <sighs> um, all right. Go ahead. Mine is going to be the Adam Gates White, you know, the Adam Gates White You Still Here Award. Also, the Bill O'Brien, you know, You Didn't Fuck the Right Award. It's a collaborate, you know, it's a collaboration effort for this guy this week, Dana White. Um, so, oh. Dana White. Um, you get the Adam Gates, you know, You Done Fucked Up Right Award because you slapped your wife. And then instead of apologizing, going through the promo run of, I know I done fucked up, right? <laughs> you know what you did? You doubled down. <laughs> this is what we do. What the fuck? What? Uh, oh, my God. I, I, I hate to be that person that says this shit. Only white men can say some shit like that, and people completely gloss over it. Stephen A. Smith went on a campaign run saying how much he likes Dana White, him and what's her name? Molly and like, all, all, like I think it was just him and Molly, but they were scapegoating this man for a whole 15 minutes saying that he didn't do anything wrong. He was a nice guy. I'm like, yo, y'all are painting him out to be like every serial killer that they try to paint to be like this nice guy. We just didn't know he was fucking crazy. Dana White is this fucking crazy. So not only did he get the Bill O'Brien, you know, you done fucked up award. He's getting the Adam Gates, why you still here award because less than a week after he does this. Do you know what he does? He uh, announces his slap fight contest. Oh my god. A week oh, worse. Oh, a week after slapping your wife in front of everybody in a nightclub where everybody can see the shit. All the eyes are on you. You slap your wife and then you do slap fights a week after. Now, for anybody who is wondering what the fuck slap fights is, imagine UFC where you can't put your feet and knees on anybody, but what you can do is you and another person stand up with a table in front of you, kind of like with like arm wrestling, but you're not arm wrestling. You are essentially slapping the shit out of the person standing in front of you. And the goal, here's the kicker, the fucking goal is to slap them so hard that they either go unconscious or fall. Now, anybody who's familiar with concussions, CTE, brain damage, nerve damage, will tell you slapping someone full force with an open hand is just as deadly as punching someone with a rock. Listen to what I said. Slapping someone... Full force with all your might is the equivalent of punching someone with a rock. I want you. I want you to go. I don't. I'm not saying go watch this shit on Wednesdays. Go on YouTube because there are YouTube videos of this happening before Dana White made it a thing. He per, he mm-hmm. basically purchased a company that does this. Did I think it was cool at one point? Sure. And the reason why I thought it was cool, I was like, oh, this is different. And then. You know, why, you know, calmer heads prevail because I actually saw it for what it was. And somebody gave me some research on CTE, brain damage and things like that when it comes to, guess what? Slapping someone. So 
the fact that this fucking idiot is paying people to do it is ridiculous. It's 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 fucking nuts. I I, I don't even have an answer anymore. He, he's definitely getting the Adam Gates Why You Still Here award. He's getting the Bill O'Brien You Know You Done Fucked Up Right award. Because you slap your wife, then you promote slap fight. And then not only do you promote slap fight, there's a tweet that I'm going to send to you guys of one of the fighters from last week. He got slapped so hard, his face is stuck in the same position that he was slapped in. Mm-hmm. Or we could yeah, his body, he had he had the same symptoms that Tua had when he had a second concussion. Exactly. Uh, like, his... his like his arms locked, you know, which is clear a clear indication clear indication yeah. of, of of concussion and or and a brain injury. No, and, but, and, and no. these aren't your normal everyday people either. Doing it. They, these dudes are they damn near look like bodybuilders. Their arms are huge and shit. So here's the thing. I mean, it, it's just look. It's I'm, I'm going to I'm sending it to the group chat because I want us to see this shit live. The dude got slapped so hard that his face got he won, he ended up winning the match, which is fucking crazy. He has a dislocated face. After he gets, <laughs> after he, after he after he got slapped, he pointed to the camera and said, "I can't feel my face. I I have a what is it? A hematoma. He had a hematoma on his face that is still there a week later." Wow. Like, the guy's face swelled up. Like <sighs> normally, when someone says they can't feel their face, it's because you know they you know they partake in something that was like really good. But <laughs> it, either but they that or they're listening slap. Either yeah, I mean it's either that or they're listening to that weekend <laughs> song or some shit. I mean exactly. <laughs> oh, he definitely couldn't feel his face. He definitely couldn't feel his face. But I'm sitting. I'm like, bro, do we? We have to stop like shit like this. The dude's face was already. The thing is, his face was already swollen. Already right? swollen. Yeah, I just looked at it. I'm like, wow. And then he let him slap him again. He slapped him so hard. I shit you not. When you look at the video, the dude's face, like the I guess the veins and shit, like his the blood that you normally can't see from somebody's cheek was fully exposed, almost like oh, you slapped God. a layer of fucking skin off his face. Damn. How, how, how much are these guys getting paid? You know what? Don't don't make me look it up because that. How much? No, yeah, don't. It, it, it's just. How much? It's probably like something stupid. Oh boy. Um. Oh my goodness. Um. Oh, th- this is funny. This is good. Th- this is good. Um. Now, mind you, I- I'm going to preface what I'm about to say because. The UFC has just lost a few people because of, guess what? Not paying their fighters, right? Everybody knows Dana White historically does not pay his fighters, right? Right. When it comes to slap fighting, right? In 2017, the, let me see, where where is it at? Uh, I just saw the damn link. How much do they get? It doesn't. Oh, God, I just had the link. Sorry, give me one second, because I I think the link that I saw was a little bit crazy. But here we go. The recent slap fight shows the ugly brutality of the sport, leaving one uh, participant's face disfigured, and yet somehow he still won, right? The average 
Slap Fighter makes $5,400. And probably all going towards hospital bills. $5,400. And this is from the article Business Insiders, right? So Business Insider, they talked about, like, despite how he appeared after the open hand strike, which he had to take defensive list, he won the match and earned $5,400 in prize money. You got the literal shit slapped out of you, and they paid you five grand. I don't even know how much a hospital bill, because mind you, none of these UFC fighters, none of these MMA fighters that work with Dana White have ever spoke on health insurance. Um, Francis Ngannou said that they don't have medical insurance. They pay out of pocket after fights. So, you break your leg, you know, we've seen that a few times. Break an arm, your face is fucked up. They end up getting cut and shit like that. They pay for that out of their own pockets. I don't even know how much a, you know, you know, a hematoma would cost to fix, but I can pretty much guarantee you it's going to cost more than $5,000 with no insurance. But here's the thing. He he won since he won the since he won the match, he won the prize money. If he would have lost, guess what? He would have lost, he would have still had the hematoma, he just wouldn't have gotten paid. Make it make sense. So Dana White, <laughs> you are getting both of those awards, buddy. Wow. I I I was sitting on that one for all day. I was like, you know what? I'm not typing it in the phone. It's gonna sit on my spirit all day and let it fester. Because five thousand dollars to get the shit slapped out of you continuously until you fall you have to be fucking kidding me you have to be kidding me so yeah dana white um i know we always saying we want roger goodell or you know what was dan snyder to sell the company sell this sell the team dana white has to go he can be the face of ufc he just can't run that shit because now he's running a, a literal slap fighting contest. And there, here's the thing. It's not just why he runs it. He made a mention of it on Wednesday night when I watched it. He said that right now it's just going to be men only. We're not ready to have women be a part of slap fighting, right? Now, if you can see that men are literally getting disfigured fucking faces from slap fighting, what do you think is going to happen with women who have, like, I don't know if they're going to allow nails or anything like that, but a woman who wants to slap another woman, right? Not not saying it to be, you know, misogynist and shit like that, but it definitely holds a stigma of, you know, women liking to slap, you know, that that's the tactic. Like, oh, I'll slap you, you slap back or something like that. I don't want to see this shit prosper. I, I barely want to see UFC, to be completely honest with you, but... Slap fighting is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Will I watch it again? Absolutely not. After seeing that dude's face today, when he posted on like IG, and his face was still stuck from where it was on Wednesday. Like, there's no type. They, apparently, you have to let that heal. You can't just say, "Hey, we're gonna like mush your nose and your cheek back straight." <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna fix your broken face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, like he, li- he literally looks like the scream mask. It 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 was that bad. I'm like, yo, his fucking scream mask. 
like he, he looks like he's chewing tobacco. Oh like my all day long. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fucking bad, yo. I'm like, there's no, there's no way this idiot's doing this. So, oh my god, yo. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that, that, that's my. I've seen videos of it before and shit, and I mean, I mean, it, it's not like just like a quick slap. I mean, they're winding up. I mean, just like a boxer would. You know what I mean? They're winding up and just hitting you full force with all that weight, and and it's crazy. It's so crazy. You ain't paying me enough to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can count me out on that one. All right, Lou. You have any awards this week? I no, I don't have any awards. I've, I mean, I know I've been gone a month and a half, and uh, I just, you know, I taking care of everything. I've just had a lot on my mind and everything. I'm, I promise, I'm gonna come back next week strong. All right, no problem, no problem. And Cashley, do you have any this week? Uh, no, but I'll definitely have one next week. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Cash, we're the same page then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, this was another great episode of the Young Black About the Sports Desk. Whew. Oh, man. Oh, man. Slot fighting. What the hell is wrong with Dana White? We <laughs> get. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, we'll see you next week as we will know who will be the combatants in Super Bowl 57. I hope I got that right. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, last year was 56. So for Super Bowl 57, uh, we'll know who will be competing in the Super Bowl. Um, and we will break it down for you next week, whether it's whether it's Kansas City or Cincinnati or San Francisco or Philly from the NFC. Um, Until next week, we'll see. Everyone have a great week and peace. We're out. Have a good week, y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. <laughs>